Good morning. My name is Julie Alsup. I'm one of the pastors here at Faith Community. It is good to be with you this morning. I want to say a special welcome to those who are watching through the app, uh, through YouTube, through Facebook Live. Special welcome this morning to Ashley and to Fred and to Brenda, to Chastity, Stephanie, Rita and Janet, Bonnie and uh, Ray, Liz, Pat, Randy, Lisa, Sue, uh, Pam, Carol, Becky, Denise. So glad that you are here with us this morning. It is good to be together. Amen. Uh, I hope uh, many of you were able to come out to, uh, to, to experience the nativity last night. It was fantastic. And as Tim said uh, earlier, that it is going to uh, happen again this evening from 6 to 9. So we want to encourage you to come out. Even if you came last night, come again. It, it was just absolutely an amazing uh, night. So I want to share with you, we had 401 cars last night. Isn't that exciting? So hopefully we have that many tonight as well. And we collected 427 pounds of food uh, as people came through. So again, so exciting. And I want to encourage you to, to come out tonight to invite your, your friends, your neighbors, your family. And again, if you haven't made your way, make sure you get here tonight, 6 to 9. So I want to encourage you uh, right now to go ahead and grab your Bible if you've got one handy uh, and go ahead and read along with me today. We're going to find ourselves in the book of Luke in the first chapter. And this morning we're going to, to take a look at signs and wonders and miracles and, and heavenly visitations. You see, God wants our attention. In what ways do we want his attention? And in what ways does he want our attention? And I pray this morning that you feel the presence of the Lord wherever it is that you're watching from this morning as we gather together. And I pray that this time would not be a time just of information, but it would be a time of transformation. So this morning, uh, we're going to look at a man named Zacharias. And I want to share a little bit uh, about his story and give you a little bit of context of what was happening uh, during this period of time in Scripture. It was a dark time in Israel. And there was corruption in their government and in their king. And Herod the Great was a tyrant. He had nine or ten wives and, and had them executed for no reason. Not that there would be a reason. The people had not heard a prophetic word from God in over 400 years. Yet no matter how dark the day was, God always had his devoted and obedient people. And I pray that we are those people today. So in the book of Luke, we are introduced to, again to a man named Zechariah who was married to a woman named Elizabeth. And it was just the two of them, and they were never able to conceive a child, and they were older in years. Zacharias was also a priest. And it was only at Passover, Pentecost, and the Feast of the Tabernacle when the priests would serve in all kind of special roles. And they estimate in this time period that there were some 24,000 priests during this time. And scripture tells us that they would cast lots to see which ministries they would perform uh, in the tabernacle. Now, can you imagine to cast lots, right? It's like maybe to throw dice or to draw straws or maybe rock, paper, scissors. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. To see who got to do what in the temple. So Zechariah was chosen to offer the incense in the most holy place. It was the highest honor that was only permitted to a, to a priest, but only once in a lifetime. And he was chosen. Many priests may have never even had the opportunity and the privilege to burn incense in the temple. 
Now keep in mind, as I had said earlier, that God had not spoken through a prophet in over 400 years. So I can't help but wonder that even though this was a tremendous high honor, that there wasn't a whole lot of anticipation if things had been quiet for that many hundreds of years. So you can imagine, you can imagine this moment for Zacharias. He had straightened up his tunic and he, he dusted himself off and he gathered the incense and he took a deep breath and he took one step at a time as he walked into the most holy place. No one was in there and you can imagine the silence. Sometimes silence can be calming or sometimes it can be unsettling. And the slightest sound can be alarming. I want to share these words with you today from Luke. And I am in uh, Luke 1, starting at verse 8 through 25. And this morning, I am sharing from the New King James Version. Something a little different. I totally, totally uh, typically, I can't talk, uh, go to the King James Version. But I thought that it was so appropriate for us today. So whatever version you're in, I want to encourage you to read along with me. Hear these words. So it was that while he was serving as priest before God in the order of his division, according to the custom of the priesthood, his lot fell to burn the incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of people was praying outside at the hour of incense. And then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing on the right side of the altar of incense, and when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zacharias. Again, 400 years of silence, and this is known as the intertestamental period, the period uh, between the two testaments. And words from heaven, words from heaven, and how beautiful were those words. Do not be afraid. We continue in verse 13. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear a son, and you shall call his name John. John means grace of God. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, just like Jesus. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit, even in his mother's womb. And he will turn, turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just and to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And Zechariah said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I am an old man and my wife is advanced in years. And the angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God and was sent to speak to you and to bring these glad tidings. But behold, you will be mute and not be able to speak until the day these things take place, because you did not believe my words which were fulfilled in their own time. And the people waited for Zacharias, and they marveled that he had lingered so long in the temple. But when he came out, he could not speak to them. And they perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple, for he beckoned to them and remained speechless. They knew, they knew that something was different about Zacharias, and it must have been evident on his face. It must have been evident in his posture. 
He had just had a profound spiritual moment. And, and what do we do when we have those, those, those spiritual profound moments in our lives? We want to tell somebody. And he was unable to speak. Zacharias went from faithful to faithless to speechless. Zacharias had the faith to keep on praying. But when the answer came, he did not have the faith to accept it. How are we like Zacharias and how we look at our human limitations rather than God's great power? What's an unbelief that you are struggling with? How is God getting your attention? Friends, God shows up not only in the chaos, but also in the silence. We pick up in verse 23. So it was as soon as these days of his service were completed that he departed to his own house. Now after those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived and she hid herself, hid herself for five months saying, thus the Lord has dealt with me in these days when he looked on me to take away my reproach among the people. Verse 23 in the NIV says it this way, the Lord has done this for me. Her emphasis is on the blesser, not the blessing. Her emphasis was on God and not necessarily the baby. I grew up uh, singing this doxology, and we sing it today in our traditional service. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him above, ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. So the angel Gabriel he visited Zacharias with this news, but it was also Gabriel that visited Mary with the news that she was going to have a baby. Uh, the way that, that uh, we ring doorbells now has radically changed, and some of you may have something in your home called a ring doorbell. Now, we don't have one of these in our home, but we have several friends and family that do have this ring doorbell, and it just absolutely amazes me. Uh, as you know, for those of you who have this technology, you can be anywhere, Pull up on your phone the camera of who's at your front door, and you can see if a package is being delivered. You can see who's at the door. Uh, it's just amazing. You don't even need to get up and go to the door if you don't want to go to the door. So I, I was reflecting on this passage and of, of this, this angel Gabriel and how he appeared to Zacharias and how he appeared to Mary. And uh, as we know, Elizabeth, she was up in, in years with her age and certainly uh, beyond childbearing age. And I thought to myself, if I had one of those ring doorbells and I, and I looked at that, or if I looked through the peephole and I saw that Gabriel was at my door, I'm just telling you now at my age, I'm not answering that door. I don't know about you, but I'm not answering that door. Heavenly visitation. Heavenly visitation. In what ways do you need it most? And how are you open to receiving it? Zacharias and Elizabeth were parents to John the Baptist, the forerunner, the reconciler, the reformer, the preacher. And he was the one to prepare the way of the Lord to make his paths straight. These words we're picking up in verse 57, still in chapter 1. Now Elizabeth's full time came for her to be delivered, and she brought forth a son. When her neighbors and relatives heard how the Lord had shown great mercy to her, they rejoiced with her. So it was on the eighth day that they came to circumcise the child, 
and they would have called him by a name of his father, Zacharias. His mother answered, no, 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 no. He shall be called John. But they said to her, there's no one among your relatives by this name. So they made signs to his father what he would have him be called. And he asked for a writing tablet. Wasn't an iPad, a writing tablet. And wrote saying, his name is John. So they all marveled. And immediately his mouth was open and his tongue loosed and he spoke praising God. And then fear came on all who dwelt around them. And these sayings were discussed throughout all of the hill of Judea. And all those who heard them kept them in their hearts saying, what kind of child will this be? And the hand of the Lord was with him. Wow, nine months of silence. Nine months of silence. No Netflix, no smartphone, no internet, no TV. Nine months of silence. Zacharias had nine months to ponder, to pray, to meditate on God and on his word. Imagine how heightened your senses would be if you wouldn't be able to to speak for, for nine months. The touch and the sights and the smells. What would it mean for you and your life to be silent for nine months? How would you use that time? How would you use that time? Fasting, as we know, is a spiritual discipline, and I believe that silence is a spiritual discipline. Psalm 46.10 tells us, Be still and know that I am God. So friends, how are you looking for God in this season? We've had nine months of silence, so to speak. How do we emerge from all the silence and the distancing? God wants to redeem this time, to meet us in the quiet places, in the times of silence, in the times of chaos, in the times of fear, and in the times of joy. God shows up in the ordinary to do the extraordinary. As Elizabeth said, the Lord has done this for me. What are the things that the Lord has done for you as you reflect this morning? Zacharias came out of his silence and he was filled with the Holy Spirit. And he came out singing what has uh, come to know, become known to, known to us as the Benedictus. And we find this in uh, verse 67. These are the words that he sang when he began to speak. Words of prophecy of coming, of the coming of the Messiah and his son, John. Hear hear these words, I'm starting in verse 67. Now his father, Zacharias, was filled with the Holy Spirit, and he prophesied, saying, Blessed is the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant, David. As he spoke by mouth of the as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets, who have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and that from the hand of all who hate us to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he swore to our father Abraham to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear and holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our lives. And you, child, you, child, will be called the prophet of the highest. 
for you will go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of their sins through the tender mercy of our God with which the day spring from on high has visited us. To him, light to those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. I don't know how many of you are familiar with the term Jehovah, but Jehovah means God. And shalom, many of us are familiar with the word shalom. It means peace. Jehovah shalom means the God of peace. Friends, we are in hard times. We've experienced illness. COVID is running rampant. We've had to distance ourselves from one another, from our loved ones. We've experienced loneliness. We've had diagnoses. There's been treatment. There's been job loss. This is a hard time, and we're doing hard things. And I want to share with you uh, something that's been going on in my life, and uh, none of us are immune to challenges. So two weeks ago, we got a phone call in the middle of the night, and you know that it's never good when the phone rings in the middle of the night. And we had gotten the call that my dear sweet mother-in-law passed away very suddenly and unexpectedly. You see, death is never easy, however it comes. But we take comfort in knowing that it is not an end, but a new beginning. I, I heard something the other day that just really spoke to me, and I believe that it was a word from the Lord. And it was somebody that was sharing this, this, this image of Jehovah Shalom, this God of peace. And, and he said that if we draw a circle in our mind, which I would encourage you to do right now, to draw a circle in your mind, to step into that circle and to experience Jehovah Shalom and to experience the God of peace. Friends, what we're going through right now is not easy. It is not easy. So I invite you to step into that circle to experience his peace and to experience his presence. He meets you in whatever is happening to share in your struggle, to share in your heartache, to share in your loneliness. And just as that angel uttered the words to Zacharias after 400 years of silence, God is saying to us today, to you and to me, do not be afraid. I am with you. I have heard your prayers. So God will give light to those who sit in the darkness and to guide our feet in the ways of peace. For unto us a child is born, the prince of peace. Oh, come, let us adore him. Won't you join me in a time of prayer? Father, we come before you and we thank you that you are with us this morning. God, we need you. We need you. And we thank you that you sent your son Jesus into the world, a savior for us. And we come before you now just to take a moment of silence to lift up the things that are on our hearts and on our minds.
God, I pray that we don't miss you in the silence. And I pray for those moments that we can quiet ourselves to hear you and to see you. And to know that you are with us in ways that we don't even know. We all are having a hard time right now. But we can do hard because you are with us. Father God, we lift up those who are suffering, who are grieving, who are struggling in this season. And we pray for your presence and your comfort to surround each and every one of us. And we're reminded of of this passage of scripture from Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And God, I pray for these steps that we take to step into your perfect peace. Just as John prepared the way for Jesus, may we clear the paths for others to know you more. It's in the powerful name of Jesus that we pray. And all of God's people said, amen. I want to thank you for being here with us this morning. I just want to encourage you to stay encouraged in this time that even though it's very different, that the Lord is with us. And I believe that, that, that there's going to be a richness and a, a richer uh, connection between us and the Lord that comes out of this if we allow it to happen. So as you go into the rest of your day, and hopefully I'll see you tonight later here at the Nativity, may uh, you go in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you, and may he give you his peace. Amen.